And I believe there's something that's there's a big difference in in stress and positive stress because mm. positive stress is like you have a lot of things to do, but it's something you love, so you won't be stressed about it because you, it's something you know you know how to solve it. You just you just have a lot to do, and it, when you know how to solve it and you like to do it, you won't be stressed about it. The stress occurs when there's so many things you have to do and you don't know how to handle it. That's mm. when the negative stress appears. It's a good word. Positive stress. Yeah. Christian. Yes. Cheers. I want to start out by um, mentioning the date of the 29th of September 2017. Yeah. Because that was our first conversation back then where I needed to reach out to brands that I could bring to Los Angeles because I was going to work there and I needed, you know, um, I wanted to do lookbooks for companies and I wanted to show what I could do through social media. And I were calling a bunch of different brands, clothing brands, anything, and nobody wanted to go with me. But there were one. Yeah, there were one. And there were you guys. Yeah. So actually now we're already going three years back to then and do you remember what you thought when i sent you that message back then and then asked you um if i could work with you guys i still remember that you reached out and i remember your team uh, you were two other guys and you were going to los angeles and we were we have we have we had had the brand for a while back then um about one and a half years um and we were starting to do some collaborations but we were still a really really young brand we didn't have a lot of money um so we saw this ex actually as an opportunity to get some footage outside of Denmark because we didn't have the money ourselves to go anywhere else but maybe Copenhagen and we didn't even do that um so it was really important for us to try to connect with some other people who could potentially make some contact content for us um i saw it as an opportunity and you know it was i could sort of reflect myself in it because you were same as my age and you were trying to do thing, do something for yourself and you were taking a big leap just going to los angeles to try to do some some videos and uh, i thought these guys seem cool they could they potentially be good brand ambassadors for us so uh, i think i think a lot of things went through my mind because it was the by far the biggest amount of money we've ever spent on anything except clothing and it wasn't even that much money <laughs> really yeah hmm. that's in that's actually pretty interesting because i was thinking when you know we we talked there and then i could we do something together and then we came up with the budget and you know like i knew that okay it was still like a lot of money back then for me but then I, I actually saw what you guys were doing and the way that you are already branding yourself, you know, like and in the way you were doing your videos and doing your photos and it already looked pretty professional. Yeah. And then knowing that maybe you didn't have the biggest budget back then, it's it kind of shows also that like you work with what you got. Hmm. And then from there, you just go on the road, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think exactly what you're saying is you, you work with what you got is our mentality because it doesn't have to be something big or like it doesn't have to we don't you don't have to go, go to Malaysia to do a beautiful video or do some crazy travel videos. It's it can just as well be what with what you got here in in Denmark and we're a Scandinavian brand so it's it makes so much sense for us to do things in Scandinavia and we realized that by by now but back then we thought okay we just want to go into big cities and create something amazing but we didn't have the money at all so I think we kind of stumbled upon our identity uh, it wasn't planned as so to say in the beginning but when you grow as a brand I think you realize more and more where where and who you are um, for sure and I think like because we should get back to the roots of why SNT started in the first place. But the reason why I also want to talk to you today, um, to you today, is because it's very important for me to to get to know your story and also for people that are going to watch and they're going to see this in terms of who um, Shape New, New Tomorrow is. And I was thinking, so what better way than showing that than actually bringing in like 
<laughs> one of the founders that in is this that are in this business. So, what did you do before shaping? Because it's been a long journey now, right? You started back in 2015. Yeah. What like what what was your life like before that? Yeah, you know, one of the things that I typically get uh, teased with, and also I, I think it's kind of funny story as well, is that I started my whole. Um, for people who don't know, I edit. I still edit a lot of the videos and that shaping news more does and find messages and all this. Um, but back then, when I was about 12 years old, I loved playing Counter Strike and. Uh, i loved playing football as well, but Counter Strike was like a part-time job, <laughs> and um, like like as like part part-time in terms of like you guys were playing like no no I didn't get any money. It was just uh, it was just I used so much time on it. It could be a part-time job. <laughs> 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 so, uh, but I was always all right. Um, I was pretty good, but not professional of any kind. But then I saw this. Frag movies where people was like editing a Counter Strike film, and I was like, that was so cool. And I started doing that in Windows Movie Maker back in the days. Uh, didn't have any money, and then um, I just started doing it more and more, and uh, became one of the biggest uh, Counter Strike creators in uh, in Denmark, and probably one of the biggest in Europe as well. Um, and just had fun with it. Uh, so that was how I started editing, actually, and then. Then I got older and kind of lost interest in in video games, uh, or not as much as I had back then, um, and went into uh, college and uh, went to uh, uh, went actually in the um, military as well. Uh, was a sergeant there for a couple of years, and after that, I kind of thought, okay, I've been doing something completely else now, but I kind of began to miss this editing thing. But then I tried editing Counter Strike again, and just I just didn't feel it at all. Mm. So then I started editing. Then I bought a camera actually, um, and photos have never really interested me that much. I think it's all right, but it's always always been video because there's so much more you can do with sound editing and um, and yeah the the image and sound effects. And I just think there's so much more you could do and uh, like influence people with. Um, So then I started doing that again. Um, do it, did some small, small things, uh, and then Casper and Christopher came to me and was like, "Hey, we think about doing this company. Let's do it together." Uh, and then, uh, and then it's just been all shaping you tomorrow ever then ever since. Mm. So you went from editing Counter Strike movies to then going into the military to then buying a camera and to now ending up, you know. Uh, <laughs> having a company that sells clothing. Yeah. But not only do you guys sell what you see behind us here, if you guys are watching the video, but you're also selling, you know, like a story. Yeah. And you are you are you're on your way to in in my case and what I would always tell people you're in you're on your way to creating a brand. Um when the guys then came to you and then said like, hey Chris, we need you to be a part of this, do you remember what was the What was the message that you guys wanted to to send out to people, and what is the, the meaning behind shaping new tomorrow? Then, like, is there a certain meaning of those three words? Um, because of yeah, I've been curious about how the name came up, and also, what was your message back then, and has it changed here in 2020? Yeah, I think I think it's really of, of course it has changed because people change, and we were so young, so young we were 23 when we founded the company. 22. Yeah. Um, and you change, you learn so much in these years. Uh, we didn't have any experience with clothing. We didn't have any experience with building a company. Um, so when we started, we just we just made all the mistakes, the, the, all the usual mistakes. Um, but that's that's one you learn from, and we didn't do them again. Um, one of the, um, I think one of the main focuses in the beginning of shaping new tomorrow was focused on comfort. We wanted to make simple styles that wouldn't go out of fashion, and they were extremely comfortable. Um, and that's that's kind of been the main thing the whole time, and it's still the main thing. That's comfort and classic menswear that doesn't go out of style. Um, since then, it's been that's been added some things, and we've been. You talk about this branding, and I completely agree that in the beginning it was much more just a product, where it's much more now a brand with products. Um, but going back to the name, it was um, shaping new tomorrow. 
we wanted to create a name that in itself meant something. Because you see all of these different brands and they have all these different names and they doesn't really make sense. They, they just have a name. Mm. Um, and we wanted to have a name that meant something. And what we, we, we really wanted to do was that we wanted to see, create something that would shape a new tomorrow, that would take something a different path that people hadn't seen before. Um, and that was, we had big hopes and expectations back then as well. But back then it was mainly this comfort thing. Take a product that we all know, classic shirts, classic pants, all of this, and make it much more comfortable than anyone had ever tried before. But now it's it's, it's developed so much more. Um, we have the products, which uh, we still brand as comfortable and all this, but the brand shaping you tomorrow is, it means more than just the products. If I should, try to explain what shaping new tomorrow means it's we want to pe we want people to be able to stretch further we want to unlock their full potential and by saying this we we believe we do that by creating comfortable uh, clothing that you feel good in but you also look good in and adding some different features like if you sweat it won't show and all the all these technology things you can do now because if you feel good like physically feel good in the clothing you're wearing you are able to be much more present in the moment and focus on what you're doing. And if you look good as well, you have a lot higher self-esteem. And this is not something people want to really recognize, but if you are dressed, dressed well, you have a nice haircut, you look like you are in control of your life, people will treat you better. People will, you will get more friends, you'll be more liked. It's just, it's, it's a fact. Um, so why not do make it possible for everyone to be well dressed and look good because they can be they could do it while they're comfortable. Hmm. That's a good way of of putting it out, I think. And it definitely I think you're also having a really, really good way of then, you know, putting on your clothing on people that might not didn't care that much before, yeah. you know, about like whatever shirt it should be and stuff. So that like the whole comfort thing works really, really well for them there. Um so when you're saying this now and that how you guys started out by creating S&T and then how far you have developed, what do you think other branding wise is then, you know, where are you guys differentiating yourselves from other clothing brands now that we know in Denmark or outside of the world? Where no, because you guys have like you have a name now here in Denmark and you are you are slowly getting out into like all different markets, Europe and you want to present yourself in, in, in a certain way. Because we also know, when I Googled Shaping New Tomorrow before I was here, all the articles, it always, it all says, known from Lions Den, Shaping New Tomorrow. Known from Lions Den, Shaping New, New, New Tomorrow. Because that was what it, that's what Denmark, you know, like they need something to, to talk about when yeah. they're talking about a certain thing. So I think it has been a really, really good thing for you guys to have. But I also see, and and that's the really, really important thing to say here, because when I was contacting you back then, I didn't know anything about the Lion Den or that you guys have like maybe got some funding from there or, or anything. I just saw your potential in, in the way that that you wanted to be something else. Hmm. And I also saw that I could mirror myself in you because you and I both do videos, we do filmmaking, we want to tell stories. So let's say now that most of them don't know anything about what you guys have here in Denmark. What is the what is your strategy in terms of when you're going out on these new markets that you guys want to be different in compared to other clothing brands? Yeah, <laughs> it's a really interesting question, and I think one of the main things that we really focus on in it's is that we are Scandinavian. It's a really really good brand in in the whole Europe and actually the whole world in terms of clothing. So that with Scandinavian is a really, really good thing. And, um, but it's not the most important thing, of course. It's just, mm. it's just something that you could use. Uh, but then we have our stores. Our stores are created with like really Scandinavian design, uh, really minimalistic and uh, light uh, tree and uh, actually real green trees inside. So to really give the feeling of Scandinavia also, um, we have like really nice um, e eco-friendly uh, juice we are going to have in the stores uh, soon, uh, and especially in Germany. 
Um, so it's about for us, for us, it's about creating a story uh, and creating a, creating an experience when a customer visits us. But I think the most important thing that we do in terms of our branding and what we differentiate on us is that we have a real story. You see most of these big, big brands trying to tell real stories just don't, it just don't really make it because it just seems so forced. Uh, we try to find real people who, re who really loves our clothing and make stories with them and find a, a unique way to tell their story and implement it in what our values is and what Shaping New Tomorrow's clothing does for them. Um, so I think, and also being really personal, we uh, we are on a lot of pictures for, um, um, for on the website. We are really showing who owns the brand because I think that's what most actually uh, brands miss is to see the founders um, because you want to know who you're dealing with. You know, want to know that you're you're buying something from real persons and not just mm. a big uh, mechanic corporation. Um, so yeah, I think. It's, there's so many different small things that must add up. But I think this by really having a passion to change something uh, and doing something simple that people can understand uh, and doing it as Scandinavian and uh, eco-friendly and in good ways is what differentiates us. And also having really, really great products, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's and that thing as well is definitely what what's going to be really, really Im important as well when they're getting to the bottom of your funnel. Right. Yeah, but I'm just so happy that you're also saying that. But the top of it, you know, is up here is where how the story began, how we're gonna going uh, uh, going further, mm. and also that you can see your founders. Because then, if I buy into that story, like, if I should be objective, I wouldn't really care about the products no. because I already buy want to buy into you. Yeah, it's a brand. But if you also add up that this works, like this clothing is nice, it feels comfortable, then it will make it much easier for me to also buy it afterwards. Yeah. So you've you've been doing a tons of different videos and stories with athletes, with entrepreneurs, mm. and I know that that all of these people are really valuable to you like every each of one of them. But is there one of the, your partnerships and one of the videos you could point out where that was like the perfect fit for you saying that they are all perfect fits, but were there one certain story that had like, okay, this makes sense for us to uh, to make this video with this guy? Is this uh, the time where I'm supposed to say you or? <laughs> it could be nice, right? Like back when we're going to LA and Jonas yeah. did the video and it was all like, we haven't looked look back since. No, <laughs> no, but it was a great video. But I think, I think, We have we have done we have done done a lot of different stuff. Um, I actually think that's one of our newest partnerships that have hadn't been released yet um, with a former professional hockey player called Moise Fürster from Germany. It's one of the best collaborations we've ever made because um, actually uh, he's not a really commercial guy. So when we first reached out to him, he was like. No, uh, I don't wear that kind of clothes. But then, we, but then we were allowed to send him the clothes anyway. And, he, and immediately after he tried it, he was like, "All right, let's do this." Because mm. he had always been used to wearing sweatpants because he he was a sportsman before and now owns a company where they work in the fitness in industry. Um, so he it was normal for him to just wear a hoodie and a sweatpants, but. His wife didn't like the look, and I don't think he honestly liked the look either himself. So when we sent him the shirt and the pants, he just he had it just opened a new world for him. So um, when we did the film with him, it just showed so much how every word he said really was true, and it's and also his story was really good. He's a former sportsman now; he has a family and a company. Um, and he has a really big focus on work-life balance because he believes that's the way you find happiness in the end. And all his values just match so great up with Shaping New Tomorrow and showing how happy he can be in, at work and still uh, how happy he can be uh, at home and playing with the daughters and everything in the clothes. It, it's one of the, um, I think it's one of the most beautiful things we've ever done and one of the most touching thing for me um, since I created the movie because the story was so true and the happiness you could see in his eyes when he was doing all the different stuff was just, it was so real. It's nice, man. And also, because I've been able to watch the movie now and and 
I could then approve that as well, right? Like when you were showing me that and like the the certain feelings you had and suddenly you're also tapping into a new audience, right? Or not a yeah. new audience, but the way that because he's a father as well yeah. and you can show that fathers can be active as well. They need to go out with their daughters and play. And I could assume since I don't have any kids is that like that's what, what you also need, right? In terms of not thinking of I'm going to destroy my clothes or anything. Yeah. So when he's now on your on, on your like okay this works like this story here is perfect for us it's been in the the industry of an athlete a father is do you have a um, a dream collaboration in mind or are there one or two or three or certain people that you guys think would fit perfectly and then when they're gonna listen to the podcast they're gonna call you afterwards and then you are going off <laughs> yeah. Um who is our my dream person to do something with. There are a bunch, right? And yeah. you know, like um, I'm also a fan of, you should never just say one, 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 but you also, you would always say like, like who do you want it to, to do something with? Because I know as well, if I could interview LeBron James, Simon Sinek, Louis Capaldi, Billie Eilish, like and I already named up five different ones. I think that that could be something that could be really, really cool. Yeah, you know, most of the ones I'm thinking about is more because I, I'm I'm kind of a fan of them and think what they're doing is really cool. But the thing about celebrities, I think, is that sometimes you actually don't know what the values behind the facade is. That mm. they have a brand where they get told you should think this about this. But before you meet them and meet the real person, I think it's really hard to say something. But they are... Uh, I think sports stars are the ideal choice for us because we have this movement thing in the, in the clothing. Um, yeah, I would say, um, yeah, who would I say? <laughs> you can you can think about it because then I'm gonna drop a next question. Yeah, and then you can say no or you can say yes. But now you've you've been um, you've been creating you know this industry, this brand, this movement, and it's been mainly focused on guys. So have you guys thought of, or are there any way that you also want to include your brand and then expand your clothing line to girls in the future? Well, it's it's a question we've had so many times and we still don't have a defin definitive answer to it, but I would say it's definitely a possibility that we would do like limited collections for women. Um, but we also kind of believe that we should be something be something for men because men are not used to having anything in terms of clothing at least mm. women get them all they are no Sarah and different brands make make for men as well but if you see the men's department compared to women's it's just so small and it's not you don't go into into these depa big department stores because of the man wants to look at something it's because of the woman wants to look at something and then yeah the man can look at in while doing it so we want to create an experience for men where they can come and feel and have the full attention and nothing for the women. <laughs> because if, if we start giving something to the women, it will not be the same experience for men, I believe. We rather want to be everything for someone than someone something for everyone. Hmm. That's a good quote. I should put that in the beginning of the of the cast. <laughs> ah, okay. Because I think it's, it's interesting. And also because... In terms of, I always see businesses in, in uh, two ways, right? In terms of success. Mm. You have success in terms of profit and you have success in, in terms of happy employees, customer success, and just people in general that you know, love to talk about your brand. And I know for sure that profit-wise, if you can you know, nail it in, in, in a few ways and you're gonna create products for women, it's definitely gonna increase in that way because yeah. we know that women in, a certain age, like you and my age, and when they're becoming mothers as well, they're gonna buy a lot more. Um, so I think a lot of companies would then think, okay, how could we then expand to that? Hmm. But in the way that you're also presenting it now, and then you're 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 talking so passionate about, like we wanted to to create this for men because then we can keep our focus on this one thing. I think that also shows if you're gonna look now from the outside of shaping that, like we're in it for you. Hmm. And of course, there is a certain way of the success in terms of profit. But in terms of success within your company and within your employees, um, then I could might ask you, if I was gonna 
write a uh, how do you say it? I want to apply to work for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to do that tomorrow. Then I would think, okay, so how like how would I feel when I'm I'm gonna be in shaping you tomorrow, like in the brand, in the culture? Yeah. What is the what is your your company culture like? Like, are there are there certain things that you always point out to people when they're gonna work for you? And you know, like, how do you want your employees to feel when they're working within um, shaping you tomorrow? Yeah, it's like we want people to feel like it's a big family of people trying to really push something that and and being a part of achieving something hopefully um, hopefully we'll achieve something really big but if we do and hopefully I, I believe we will then you'll be a part of a group of people who achieved something that such few people ever get to experience um, and especially in uh, in in um, in a business like fashion, uh, there's so few companies who are really, really successful that wasn't built upon uh, a lot of money. That we started completely from nothing. We had nothing at all. We were studying while we started shaping the tomorrows to have just some wage because we couldn't afford wage for ourselves the first three and a half years. Uh, our first employee, which were um, working in uh, our store, got wage uh, wage before we did, um, even a half year before we did. So it's. We really want people to understand that it's where we come from and how little it has it has been. And I think people are really tapping into this scale-up company um, mindset. Though, so it's just so clear that people go the extra mile. And they they when you start here, I've heard from several of my colleagues. It's like you cannot not tap into it because if you don't you're just not gonna fit in here because everyone is so passionate about what they do at shaping new tomorrow and just want to improve and i think that's one of the main things about shaping new tomorrow it's about people who want to be better it's about people who want to challenge themselves it not it's not just it's not a job that you just come into and just do the same thing the next 10 years no it's keep developing and that's one of the main thing of shaping new tomorrow as well right it's doing something better to to doing something better so you keep on evolving and so to shape a better tomorrow for yourself right mm -hmm. then i'm i'm hired now you know like i'm an employee yeah and how the other guys are doing it christopher and casper uh, as well like i know that they have their areas and then i was i was curious as well if you thought in any way about because then you're going to be my boss right but I like to call it like your your my my, uh, my leader, right? My my mentor, because I wanna I need to work with you, and you are you are the guy that's gonna tell us, okay, so how guys we're gonna do this and this and that. Mm. What do you have any any way of of being like a leader for your employees? Like, are there certain ways you want them to feel, or are there certain ways you got need guys like to communicate and? Because I've I've been thinking about it a lot whenever I've been out shooting and doing videos as well. Like how do you how do you make sure that this group of people that we included in our culture now that they're gonna stay and they wanna stay? Do you have like maybe you don't think about it at all and you're just yourself, which I know you are, because then you know like going in and going out, can we be here? Yeah, yeah, sure. And so now like there there's so many things going on. Hmm. But how have you have you thought anyway about like how you're you're leading your employees within shaping you tomorrow. Yeah, I believe that the right way to lead is not by authority. It should always be because of the respect that people have for the work you do and the knowledge you have. Um, so I never tell people to do anything just because I think it's the right way. We, I'm, I ask typically the different experts we have in the different fields like um, Samuel, who's doing the video, and uh, Sophie, who's doing text for us, and is an expert within the uh, uh, CSI area. So when I when I'm in doubt, um, and I am often, I'll ask the people I believe has the answer. So I I think it's really important that you just that you include people and uh, show them that you trust them to do. Because if you just if you just come in here and I tell you everything you have to do, you won't feel you won't feel the passion of it, and you won't. It just won't. It won't be the same. Um, so I think it's really important to take people in and actually 
ask their opinion and let them be a part of what they are doing. Um, then I also think it's really important to do it because people are in a constant transformation and in, it, it can be a lot of different things, right? But I, for now, want to be an even better filmmaker and want to be an even better leader. So I read a lot about that and what pods, watch podcast, you know, listen to podcasts and whatever. Um, but the people here wants to also be better at their job. Sophie wants to be better at writing. Samuel wants to be bigger, better at making videos and so on, right? So giving them the opportunities to actually become better within the field that they find is interesting, I think is one of the most important things to keep people in their job and keep them happy. And then also that we, we are trying to have a really open office where it's you can, if you have to do something in the day, if you had to have an appointment by anything, just go and, and do it. You don't have to uh, clock in and clock out and like, you, then you use two hours of vacation for this. No, when people need to do this, totally fine. Because then we, when we need them for bigger campaigns and we need to need them to stay for a bit longer, it won't be a problem. So this flexibility, I think it's really important. What book can you recommend then for people that are now in your position or people that, that want to start out? Do you have one certain book that has changed the way that you're doing business or maybe the way that you're seeing yourself as a leader or? Yeah, yeah. I um, I really like a book called How to Build a Story Brand. Um, and I believe after reading a lot of different books afterwards, it's it's not right about everything. But the ideas and the thoughts that it began in my head when I read that was something I've never changed, never tried before. Um, so I think that was that was a really great book. It's about how to perceive a brand more as a fairy tale than uh, than anything else because it is. I think it's just so well explained in there, uh, and I think they have some really good points to how to actually build a, a brand that there's more than a brand but tells a story. Do you remember who uh, wrote it? Oh, sadly no. Mm, okay, but how to build a story brand? How to build a story brand? Cool. I'm gonna note that. Okay. So I think like now I already have a, like a much better understanding, you know, like of of like how the shaping culture is now, and also how you have been developing, right? And you mm. started out like from one place and then going to another. So then going into like to new markets and the way you guys want to present your yourself what is as we speak now what is your your biggest challenge at the moment or your biggest obstacle like is there a certain thing that you guys are you know thinking about okay how are we gonna how go me how are we gonna come up with a solution to this challenge or this thing like is there is there a certain way like a breaking point now that you guys need to get through yeah since as you said, we are we are well known in Denmark by now. But what we what we're challenged by right now is actually getting through to the German market. Um, it's our main focus. We thought we could try to break through into different markets at the same time, but we really believe in exactly as I said before. We would rather want to be everything for some than the, the opposite, right? So instead of just trying to get a little bit into a lot of markets, we really want to conquer Germany the way we've conquered Denmark. Not because I think it's the same way you do it, but by the same margin, right? So we're really, really well known in Germany. And then we, when we get to a point of being well known and awareness in Germany, we're ready to move on and hire new people to go to new markets. But it's really this about Germany, who are, which is all of our focus. Um, and I love it. It's, it's, it's not a... It's it's a really great challenge because Germany is, is such a big market and it's known for being a really really hard market to break into. Um, so when you get in there, there's like 84 million people that potentially could buy your clothes. It's so big, so that's uh, that's the main thing. And yeah, um, I'm using a lot of time on telling our brand story and developing our brand story as well, which I'm using a lot of time on. Um, but it's the thing about entrepreneurship and having your own brand it's it's like it it becomes an obsession more than more than a job so it's something i think about day and night and usually i get the best ideas 
just before I go to bed. So I always have my phone lying next to me, so I'm ready to write something down if I if I if I get an idea. And um, I use contact lenses, so sometimes I have have taken them out already. So next day when I wake up, I can see what I've tried to re- to write, but I, it's it's not that good. <laughs> so the main thing about it is to get the idea written down. Yeah, uh, you've been just sitting there in in a blur, like you've just been oh, and then texting something and then suddenly you know you have to to code it the next yeah, day exactly oh, that's funny man do you know like what is the main diff like is, is there a certain difference between the danish market and the german market like is, is it the way that danes think or is it the way you know like, that that we are connecting with each other in in a certain way like is, is there a big difference in that way and like what's the because i think a lot of people now when they're looking at it from the outside would be like it's the same so yeah. why like why You can just do what you guys did here and then move on to the next one. Yeah, well, as you said earlier, we had we had Lions then here, which was a major help uh, for us to get a lot of reach. Mm. Um, so a lot of the things that Lions then did for us was validating what we were saying. And it kind of just showed our products to so many people at the same time. And it told a story. It We went into a program where the main thing wasn't about advertising. It was about It, it was a real program, so it's people are much more taking it much more in than if it was just an ad. So compared to Denmark, we really have to create a brand down there on something else than Lionstein. That's what I'm really trying to do with the brand values and stretch further and trying to inspire people to what they can achieve with our clothing and with their life. Um, so that's, um, that's one of the main... F- differences between them but also people are not as digitalized 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 yeah yep. oh, fuck that's a difficult word yeah <laughs> digitalized <laughs> in germany as they are in denmark mm. i mean there's a lot of young people on facebook and instagram and all of that but they're not as in denmark um then uh, also there's a really really there was a much bigger pay wage gap uh like they earn a lot less and they earn a lot more. Um, so there's a lot of people who maybe won't have the economy to, to buy our products in Germany. And that's that's just how it is. Uh, yeah, and there's a lot of cultural things as well. Like German people are much more focused on um, like facts uh, where Danish people are a bit more focused on emotions. Mm. Um, but it's it's hard to say like it's just it's this and this uh, but that's kind of what we see and the german really needs some validation before they buy something it's like they need some social proof they need to hear it from maybe a friend yeah that's a really good product and then they'll buy it but then they'll love it forever um so yeah i think that's uh, the big differences okay so maybe when when you then gain their trust they will then be there yeah And I think like the main the main thing I can relate to Germany always is actually when I'm 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 going to eat, because either I will say like okay today I'm gonna go out I'm gonna cook a nice meal because I want the different tasters and I want to spend time on it, and I wanted to enjoy it with others, and then I don't know why I, I'm I'm thinking more German-ish, but if I just need food for the way it works, you know like I know I get carbohydrates, fat, protein. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Like I can eat like a whole loaf of bread and something else because I know that I've, I've, I, I'm getting full of it. Yeah. Then I will just eat it. Like like I mix certain dishes and it is not supposed. Like it doesn't taste good, but I can just tick off my brain like, and then just eat all of it and then move on. Yeah. And that's the main thing. I don't know if some Germans are gonna watch and say <laughs> that it's definitely not like that. But that's how I I I think, right? Yeah. What has been Because that's actually something that I think is the most in- interesting. Because you always see the good side yeah. of the story, right? Like, look at the three guys that were here from Denmark, and now it's been two years. It's been going so well, and and that's wonderful. Mm. You know, like I always love to to see that, and like that was also the main thing why every time you guys have been sending out new clothing, I've been you know also like doing photos of it, talking about it on my story. Not because you you didn't pay me anything, never. But it was because I wanted to, because I believe in your story, and that's something I want to be a part of. Yeah. But I know that behind there are also always two sides of one story, right? Mm. What has been, has there been a main thing, you know, where you you were thinking, okay, this is like this is really really difficult, or this haven't been fun at all to do? Like, have have there been 
what obstacles have there been on this journey, both in the company, but maybe also from your side? Yeah. Because I know that in, if you just wanted to, uh, to to see it from my point of view, I, I had a point last year where I was just laying at home in my in my living room a whole week, just looking up in the ceiling and then thinking like, it doesn't matter. You know, like, why am I doing the things I'm doing? It doesn't make any sense. And uh, like, it was really, I wouldn't say depressing at all, because then you actually know how it feels, so then you can you can work with that and mm. then move on to the next. But I think it's something that's really, really important to, to talk about, because it's gonna go like this. Yeah. It's never like this. No. Um, how have you been dealing with it on a personal level? Yeah, well, when you do something like this and you spend so much of your time on a company, um, I do it with my best friends, so that's that's amazing. Um, but when you when you invest so much time into a certain area of your life, it, it it's it's not possible to have as much of the other things in life that you were used to. I uh, I still have a lot of friends, um, but I don't see all of my friends that much I see Casper and see Christopher and see people from the company mm. because all the time that I'm not working I am uh, home spending with my girlfriend because she I'm not seeing her that much either right um, and that can be hard sometimes and even though I own my own company you should think I could just go on vacation whenever I want but so it's it's no problem mm. right I'm, I should be much more free than anyone else but because you you love what you do so much. It's kind of our child. This is shaping you tomorrow, right? So you can't. You can't just go away and not think about it. So you're always on. You, if you see a mail or you, uh, or people have to get get in contact with you, you always have to have your phone. So you, even though you are somewhere else, you're still on. But to kind of relieve some of the stress and just clear my mind, sometimes I just when I go on vacation now, I I don't take my phone. I, mm. I take it, but I just put it in the room and don't look at it because otherwise I just can't stop thinking about it. So I'd say the hardest thing is that you don't see your family as much and you don't see your friends as much and you don't see your girlfriend as much now. But at some point it should turn and you should have built something so big that it <laughs> that it's that it doesn't need you all the time so it can be more or less of a normal job so you can begin to focus on new aspects of the life but it's a sacrifice but it's a sacrifice that i think is is fair because all the things that it's given us it's been we can just be grateful because it's been such a big learning and it's been an, an adventure f so far do you think that in in the way of then actually doing that you know sacrifice yeah because it's something that i've been thinking about as well like i had it in i think for the past like maybe two years you know like i was thinking I know my, my family is always going to be there. My friends are always going to be there. So now I can just focus on this 100%. But then I was also faced with reality, you know, in terms of like I wouldn't show up for birthday parties mm -hmm. or I wouldn't just go and spend time with my grandparents. And, you know, like you can't work against time. No. Because then suddenly time will take some of these people away from you, mm. either because you don't spend time together or these people are going to pass away. So that's been a really, really important refocus in my mind that still needs to figure out okay so how can i still work the same amount or get as much done mm. but if you're just gonna climb for the top but then when you're there you're standing alone right yeah. you're there you're still there with the company but then if you then think about and that's where it gets to the next level in terms of values and stuff that that you want to achieve because that's the profitable profitable size of it right yeah you, you've built the community and you guys, like, they know who you are, but they're probably not gonna get home in your apartment and, and have dinner with you. No. Have, have there been any way of, of that thing where you've been able to refocus or is it still something yeah. that, that you're working on? Yeah, totally. Like, um, a, f a couple of years ago, so I, would just, I would just say no to uh, appointments with my, with my family because I just couldn't handle it. Um, I just needed to relax um, because I was doing so much work. Uh, but what I do now is I still do as much work, but when they ask me to come to something and uh, to be with them, instead of just saying no, I always, uh, I actually always now try to just do it, even though 
when I'm about to do it, I'm I'm not always 100% in mm. for it. It's just like, okay, I have to do this. But as soon as I get there, it's just something else. Then it's actually, then I'm, and then I get energy from it. And really nice seeing them all again. So I think it's just, it's, you have, I had to push myself to actually do it. And, but now I know, okay, it's, it's hard for me to do because I just actually just really want to relax now. But as soon as I get there, it's, it's much better than just relaxing. So I had to push myself to actually be able to do it. But now it's, uh, I'm much more at ease as well, because as you say, some people will pass away and I would just hate myself for not having to spend enough time with them. So that's definitely something that you would probably, I don't know, maybe recommend to others that is going yeah, to be definitely. in your position. And then I think it's very important to also to actually include people in what you're doing within the, the company, right? Because when I also with the whole video thing and with YouTube and Instagram, you know, mm. like all my friends and stuff, they're just looking at it like, like it's so weird. Like, why do you want to yeah. do that? You <laughs> want to be a celebrity and you want to go to Paradise Hotel and all these things where, <laughs> you know, I was just thinking like, you guys don't get it because you know i want to do something different but then i could also see it from the other side because they don't do anything about it and so the the look they have you know on you know building a company and a brand if they have a normal job whereas from eight to four you can go home and then you can do what other people do i understand that they then see what you and i do you know you you work 12 hours and it's always compared to like then he's gonna get stressed and he's gonna go down and uh all these things so I've also tried to, to really try to explain every time when I go up with my friends and then to say, listen, people, like this is what I believe in. I think it's so much fun. And when I sit there with my computer and compare it to, I always compare it to when people get home from, from work. They're going, you know, from uh, at four, you know, sitting down, watching Netflix, chilling, having fun, maybe like four hours. Mm. And then when they talk to me and say, like, you're working too much, you know, you're saying like you're always editing and blah, blah, blah. I was thinking, compare this to your net, net, uh, Netflix time. Yeah. That's three hours. It's the same for me. You know, I just stay at my company and stuff. Of course, it's something different in their minds. But for me, you know, it's totally normal. Yeah. So I think the way of including, you know, like your family and friends and everyone into the business. Yeah. So they understand when Christian is maybe saying no or, or if you're there, you know, like all dizzied up and, and fussy, <laughs> they understand why you are that. Yeah, exactly. And I believe there's something that's there's a big difference in, in stress and positive stress because mm. positive stress is like you have a lot of things to do, but it's something you love. So you won't be stressed about it because you, it's something you know, you know how to solve it. You just you just have a lot to do. And when you know how to solve it and you like to do it, you won't be stressed about it. The stress occurs when there's so many things you have to do and you don't know how to handle it. That's mm. when the negative stress appears. And also, I believe exactly what you're saying in this, when you that you're using a lot of time editing, but that's when you find people usually have a work that they kind of like, maybe they even don't like the work at all. And then they go home and do actually what they like, mm. if that's a hobby or being with a family or whatever that is. but when you're lucky enough and uh, you're, you're, you're able to actually work with something you love. So the whole day you're actually doing exactly what your hobby might be or what you really love to be. And that's just a totally different mindset that you have about around work instead of it's just eight to four and then you go home and do what you want to do. It's a good word, positive stress. Yeah. I've never heard about it actually. You know, like it's... Um it's a really nice thing, I think, to include as well when I when I talk to people about you know like their passion and their work and and what they they like to do because I've been like so many people have come up to me you know and say like like I wish I had your life and then you know I would I would sit there and look like like why hmm. like <laughs> don't you want to create this for your yourself you know like nah because society tells me that I can't and I'm I'm doing this education and and all of that but then you're always looking at the, at them and then but you chose it yeah like nobody told you to do these certain things so i think that's also a really really interesting way of trying to educate and trying to talk within it could be your company and your yeah. story my company as well you know like for, for for people to see that it's possible but in the end you're the one who are choosing what you're going to spend your time on 
and exact what you're saying here is basically what shaping new tomorrow is all about because our slogan stretch further um is 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 made up from this the, the thing that everyone know everyone knows the circle the comfort zone circle where in the middle it's just comfort zone you just watch netflix you just chill you don't go out do anything yet that you haven't tried uh, you just go to eight to four every day and just do the same thing nothing stressful just in a comfort zone nothing dangerous outside of the comfort zone is something called the stretch zone and the stretch zone is where you get new experiences learn new things um all these different like we believe that in the stretch zone is where life begins and that's why our slogan is stretch further because mm -hmm. we want to help people being in the stretch zone and stretching further in the stretch zone so they can do exactly what they love because instead of just having this mentality of thinking okay I, I chose this now so I just have to do that we really want to help people um, and inspire people to take the decisions that make them happy and not what they believe is the right thing or they believe other people think is the right thing for them to do mm. so we believe get into the stretch zone do go for the things that makes you happy and just be patient the stretch zone is it something that you guys were then thinking and then came up with like this is the way of doing it no it's actually it's based on psychology uh, from the 19th centuries where it's like there's this uh, curve where it's optimal performance like if you get out um, like if you don't try anything new it's like you don't de develop at all if you start trying something new and that's that's like a area which the optimal performance is because if you go too far out of something new that you haven't tried before or too many things at once you get into the panic zone mm -hmm. and the panic zone you're not able to learn anymore because you're just so stressed and you're just trying to survive actually um so in the middle of the between the comfort zone and the panic zone the stretch zone is and this is where all the learning happens and new experiences mm. that's good man the stretch zone I'm learning something today, Christian. Yeah, I'm glad. That's nice. Um, dude, I think unless you have, you know, anything else more to say or, you know, like, I think I want to, I want to say that this probably going to be it for now. I think it's, it's, um, it's been really, really great to have you in here because to, you know, for me to show what you believe in, because I know what you believe in, Shape New Tomorrow believes in. So we don't have to talk anymore about you know like the the company or anything because you're you're so deep into what you guys are mm. doing. Um, so I think yeah for now I just wanted to say thank you because you wanted to be a part of uh, of the, this little podcast session and I wish you guys the best and how you can conquer Germany and the rest of Europe with with all of us because we are we're in this together, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm so glad for for you having me here and. It was great looking down memory lane and looking back to our first messages together and it's been a, it's been a pleasure having like this friendship that has developed for so long and how it can coexist with a, a common pa a, a, yeah our our passion for yeah to do what we love right true guys i think that's it until next time take care jones out